0: My biggest contract mistake was twofold. First, not being clear on my terms and conditions in my own mind. And second, not enforcing them fairly when they were clear. Ever worry about making mistakes in your coaching business? Or maybe you're terrified you'll get something wrong. First off, don't panic. Everyone makes mistakes. Second, You are in the right place. Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast, Season 3. This season is all about mistakes that coaches make when building their businesses. From contracts to relationships to websites to events, we'll cover it all to save you time and stress. And most of all, to remind you that mistakes are normal. So, with that, let's get down to business. Welcome to this episode, which is all about contracts contracts because contracts are a little bit scary and there are a lot of mistakes that you can make with them so with me today to discuss contracts from a variety of perspectives and niches is the amazing bobby palmer from date a hello bobby so happy to be here and talk <laughs> to
1: you as always
0: yeah so i want to i really want to get into it because I know as a new coach, if you're a new coach especially or if you're a coach who's trying to grow your business or go into a different area or offer the contract portion and the terms and conditions can be uh something that might feel a little overwhelming so i want to I want to dive into some things to think about. so are you ready, Bobby? I'm ready.
1: Tell us what was your biggest mistake when it comes to contracts.
0: My biggest contract mistake was twofold. First, not being clear on my terms and conditions in my own mind. And second, not enforcing them fairly when they were clear.
1: Mm, tell us why it was a big mistake.
0: Well, I, you know, I made the same mistake multiple times in my business, really. But if I go back to not being clear on my terms and conditions, it was a mistake because it led to a lot of confusion and resentment for me. When a client then asked for something that I thought was clear or that I wasn't I hadn't quite thought through and then I had to deal with later so can I give you an example of what I mean?
1: Yeah that's the best way to to learn give us examples go for it
0: Basically, back in the early days of the Revolutionary Club, when I was just private coaching, I had my coaching contract pretty dialed in. And if you are a build real business student or you join the program, you'll actually get to see that private coaching contract as an example for you. And things were good. And one of the things that I did in that contract was, you know, I coached in packages. So it was usually 10 sessions. And the client usually had five or six months, depending on when we were in the business, to finish and complete those 10 sessions. And I gave them that time so that they wouldn't stretch out their coaching endlessly and not make progress. I wanted to give them enough time to be able to take vacations or have to reschedule or to, you know, do what they needed to do, but also not enough time that it wouldn't, it would drag on forever, right? I wanted them to get results. So that was all working well and things were going really, really well. And then, you know, as this will happen to everyone listening as well, a client will ask you for something you didn't think about. So in this case, a client asked me for a contract extension. She just, she, you know, had been kind of having some things going on in her life. It wasn't anything terrible, but she just wanted a little bit of extra time to really do the work. And so I thought that was reasonable. And I gave her, uh, gave her that contract extension. (laughs) And And how did
1: you do that, Christy? Was it by email? Was it verbal? What?
0: We talked about it verbally and then I just followed up with a real quick email and I didn't think it through because what happened was... Once she had that first contract extension, she then asked for another one because she didn't actually finish those sessions. And so the mistake that I made was I wasn't really clear what giving her a contract extension meant. And so the thing that I want everyone to think about is when you have a contract with someone that's great, everyone understands the rules and it makes everything fair and above board, which I love because I really, one of my values is fairness and I want everyone to understand what they're getting into. But with the extension, I didn't think about the fact that what she was asking me for was a favor. Like Mm, she had agreed to the contract. I had agreed to the contract. I had, you know, delivered. I'd been available to coach her, all this other stuff. She, you know, didn't take advantage. And then she wanted a favor. She wanted to extend. Now, I was happy to do it. And, you know, as a coach, you got to make up your own mind as to what you want to do with this. But the mistake I made was I didn't put any additional terms and conditions around it. Now she was beyond the contract and she was asking for a favor, which means I could have put new rules in place. And so, you know, when she asked for the second extension, I was actually frustrated at myself for really not thinking this through. A little bit at her because I was like, ah, like you, it, it feels like now, because she asked for the second extension and it was clear. She was just like, yeah, I just didn't have time. And it was so she wasn't prioritizing coaching. And, I, and then I was mad because I wasn't able to help her right? She was just really dragging out and she wasn't making the progress. And I felt like I was failing her a little bit. And so I wish in that first extension, I had said, you have three months and if you don't use these sessions, they're complete, right? Mm -hmm. You cannot extend again. That would have been one option, right? Just to make sure she took it seriously. And she understood that now the terms were changing in my original contract. You could, if you didn't use sessions, you could get a refund for them. But in this one, I I should have said, nope, nope, that's it. That's, you know, you're asking me for a favor. So now we're getting new terms and conditions. I could have also said, or if you don't use them, there's a penalty. Or if you want the extension, you have to pay more. Or, you know, there's a lot of different ways I could have addressed this. But by giving her no terms and conditions at all, just the, you know, the okay, I ended up in a bad situation because here was a client who was just, who was just dragging out coaching. Again, she, she fully admitted she, you know, you know, she had some stuff going on, but it wasn't anything major. She just wasn't prioritizing the coaching. And I was letting her do that so i wasn't holding her accountable which means i wasn't really doing a great job with my contract to make sure that she got the results that she wanted so that was that was on me but it was you know i looked back when she asked for that second extension and was like oh my gosh what a mistake i can't believe i didn't see this coming
1: and it's not just about her getting what she needs because as as her coach telling her you've got 3 months and that, that's it might have spurred her into action maybe maybe not but it's also the anxiety that you had over making the new decisions. And now all over again, because I was your mastermind partner at the time, right? It was like, okay, the first time she asked, it was, it was really, you had to be very thoughtful about whether you were going to do it and how you were going to do it and for how long and how you're going to communicate with her. You had to do it all over again. So it, yeah. it was not, it was a lose-lose for both of you.
0: Yeah, it caused me a lot of angst because I wanted to do right by her, but I also wanted to be fair to my other clients. And I also just wanted to make sure she got results. So I didn't want to extend coaching indefinitely under the past terms, right? Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it was a big mistake because it created the angst, which is really important for I think for coaches because coaching is takes a lot of energy, right? Mm -hmm. Takes us a lot of energy just to deliver the coaching. Forget all the business pieces of it. And so you don't want to add to that that emotional energy that you have to expend when you have to rethink all of this and worry about it and and try to make decisions, right? So what happened as a result though?
0: So There is a positive and negative. The positive is, of course, when a client asks you something you haven't thought of and you give it to them and they interpret it in a different way than you expect, right? Like I expected her to use those sessions and she didn't. Um, It makes you add better rules, right? It makes you think it through. And very few of my clients, private clients ever asked to extend and I, you know, was very careful about who I chose to work with and careful about making sure I gave them the support that they needed and reminded them about the sessions. But it made me think through this in the future. So, you know, I think I had one more client asked to extend and I was like, of course, and here are the new rules. Like these are the new terms that apply to this extension. And I was very, very clear. In my case, I chose to say that we will be done. Like you can use these sessions or not, but regardless on this date, coaching is complete and there are no refunds at this stage, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. So that was what worked for me. Again, you're more than welcome to figure out what works for you. But that client used those sessions, and she got better results because of it. So that was that was really helpful. And it put me on a trajectory of being much more clear and trying to be much more thoughtful, especially when I started to switch into group programs and online programs, so you're not signing a contract, your you're, people are agreeing to terms and conditions, right? Because you're now doing things at scale. And it's a little bit different. Um, but of course, that led to another mistake.
1: Yeah. So I was going to ask you, you said there were two. So let's get into that. Let's dig in.
0: So the mistake for me initially is when I my business really started to rapidly scale. And now I was onboarding, you know, 100 new students, 200 new students in short periods of time. Obviously, again, they weren't signing contracts. These were for online programs and products or group programs. So I was writing extremely clear terms and conditions about, you know, what is their refund policy, et cetera, et cetera. You know, all of my programs have a refund policy, usually um, very rarely do we not offer one, but occasionally that's, that's the case. But most of them have refund policies. And so I tried to really think through and lay it out and make sure that we're very clear on the enrollment page. Here's the policy. You have to agree to it at checkout. So people are very aware. But then, of course, what happens is you get some questions. Now we don't get a lot of refunds. So I want to make that clear because we work really hard to qualify our students ahead of time and make sure that they understand what they're getting into. But once you start operating at scale, and even if you're not, sometimes somewhere someone's going to request a refund. And what that means is that you've made it. Congratulations. You're like a real business. Like that happens, of course. (laughs) Like welcome to the club. Good approach. But what happened was people would, of course, request They would request something. And sometimes it wasn't a refund, but it was some change in the terms and conditions. And in the beginning, I took those requests. I mean, I agonized over them because now I've got hundreds of people in programs. And, you know, it's been growing and growing and growing. Now I have thousands of people in programs. So when someone asks for a change, what that means to me is it's not fair to everyone else. Right. And so like I've put these terms and conditions in. we've both agreed to them. Now I want to think about not just the person asking, but everyone else in the community who is not asking, right, who's abiding Mm -hmm. by these terms and conditions. But in the beginning, and I'm getting really long winded on this, I realized I agonized over it. So when someone asked, maybe they asked for a refund or maybe they just asked for a change. Like, could they extend, you know, extend something or do something different or get an extra session because they missed a bonus session or could, you know, whatever it was, um, I would sit with and I'd talk to you, Bobby, about it and I'd spend hours Um, thinking about it. And it really knocked me off my coaching game because I really wanted to do right by them. Of course, I wanted to support them, but I also wanted to do right by the rest of my community. And the mistake I made was I didn't have criteria and I didn't enforce it just across the board, like uh, criteria as to what to do when people asked. Like we obviously had agreed to terms and conditions, but I just sometimes was trying to work with all of these individuals. And what I've discovered is that, I mean, there's some people who legitimately have a problem and we want to be able to help them. And there's some people who are just Test in the waters to see what they can get that maybe they tell you a story, but you can kind of tell it's, you know, their story changes, right? But it took took a lot of time and energy, a lot of negative time and energy for me because I was worried, am I doing the right thing? If I do this for this person, does it mean I have to do it for everyone else? What does that mean? Should I change my terms? And I was just wasting hours. I mean, again, not a lot of these requests, but they were just really derailing me when they did come in. And yeah. so I, I decided I, I had to, I had to get really strict and apply our terms and conditions across the board. And you know you're going to get people who don't read and who don't pay attention. And they're very unhappy when they discover what they signed up for. And you know, what I say to that is it sucks. It sucks to say no to people sometimes when they write in and ask for stuff, but also like It's not good for me or the team or for the whole community, for me to me having to every time think about someone's individual situation, because people are always going to ask you for different stuff. Always. It's not always the same request to have to think about, oh, if I give this person this, what does that mean for everyone else? And what does that mean for the rules? And to go through that exercise each time is exhausting and it's draining and it's not good. And when you start to operate at the scale that I operate at, it's it's just, you just don't want to put your time or energy or team's time and energy into kind of doing this. Even again, if it's not that often, it's still... It still happens often enough that you gotta think lot. about it. Yeah, and so I thought it was just negative energy for me, especially every now and again you get a jerk. <laughs> you tell them, hey, you you agreed to this. Here is all the information you need, and they're like, well, I don't care. I still want you know X Y Z, and you are kind of <laughs> like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I wanna I wanna point out what a uh, little bit dig a little bit more into what you just said. You don't you don't just say no. You say you agree to the terms, I'm going to repeat what the terms are. And you always give them additional, like, personalized direction. Like, if you go here, that'll help you with this. If you go back to mindset, that usually that's what it is in a lot of ways. If you go back to this module, it'll really help you get jump started again. If so you always, you, you never just say, no, those are the terms too bad, so sad. It's, yeah, those are the terms, and I'm going to hold you to that in integrity. I mean, like you talk about, you really value fairness, and fairness is you both agreed to the terms, but you always give that little extra to give them the push they need or to really explain to them why it's of value to them to keep going. It's not just hell no and see you later. And sometimes there's the people that just came back to you over and over again and looking back at your first mistake you talked about, really pay attention to the content of your terms and -hmm. conditions, make sure they're really clear, learn from every time somebody asks you something that isn't clear to them. Mm -hmm. And then, and then really, I think it's whether you have, you know, two clients or 2000, stick to it, and be in integrity. And also show that you really care about every individual client cuz you do.
0: Yeah, and so one of the good things that came from the second mistake even though it's really hard for me to enforce those boundaries sometimes is we we wrote scripts and we really sat down and we thought what is the most caring way we can, you know, inform people <laughs> of, you know, what the rules are and remind them and what is the most caring way we can continue to support them without having to reinvent the wheel every time without having to get into some of this energy or back and forth with folks. So it forced us to kind of sit down and come up with some scripts, which my team uses when someone emails in with asking for a change in the terms, again, whatever that might be. Maybe they got a bonus call and they want to, you know, expired and they still want it, or, you know, they want to change something or they want to change access, whatever it might be. And so we just, we, we send the script and, you know, when they respond, depending on how they do, we send another script <laughs> it's And it just it keeps things energetically positive for us. And, you know, sometimes they don't love the answer, but, you know, hopefully they understand that they decided to sign up and that the rules were clear Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, they have a part to play in it. And it it just, you know, it it feels like we're just being in integrity with everyone that way. And also we've now got, you know, a good system in place. We've got this good script system to, to help us try to do our best by our clients, even if even if their view is a little bit different than ours.
1: Yeah. And let's share just briefly about what I see as, for lack of a better term, like your strongest rule or your strongest term about refunds. And that is, do the work. And if it doesn't work for you, if you don't get results, then you can get a refund. And so what it talks about very clearly is, that means show us that you did the work that you went through and did the exercises that you tried to do some sales calls, I mean, that you actually made the effort using the, like, amazing content that you provide in Barb. I mean, truly, it's it's life-changing for people. So Ah. show us that you applied it. And hey, if it's not right for you and it didn't work for you and you didn't get what you need, you gladly refund the money, right? But what you get is people asking, you know, for all different personal reasons why they couldn't do the work.
0: Yes, exactly. Or sometimes they're like, Well, it's been a year and a half. Can I get the mm-hmm. refund now? I'm like, Well, no, it's it's six months. Like we we give you plenty of time, but at some point you gotta do it. But yeah, not all of my programs have this specific has this specific refund policy. But if anyone's interested, this one is for builder all business and we have a we have it because building a business is hard and we wanna make sure that you really do the work if you just show up and you do a module or you don't engage or ask questions. You're pro- you know, you might not get the results that you want. You're probably not. And so I'm I'm not going to just refund you for the fact that you signed up for a program and didn't participate. Right. Because yeah, you delivered. That's, yeah, that's I'm, I always deliver. We always have resources. If you choose not to take advantage of the resources, you know, or if your clients choose not to take advantage of your resources as a coach, you know, that's their decision. And it, it's not necessarily on you then to just refund them because they decided that they weren't going to yeah. do the work, you know? Yeah. It, like and so we try to make that super clear up front in all of our enrollment materials that we're not just going to be like oh yeah just sign up and if it doesn't work here's a refund no it's like sign <laughs> up and here's some things to know because it's not magic you know um and you you guys listening your refund policy for your programs might be different i have a couple of different refund policies depending on the program but because we put a lot of live support and a lot of super deep content support in this program we expect people to do the work in order to qualify for the refund you know yeah. And and i think that's a pretty fair thing to do. You can take the whole program, do all the work, and if you don't get the results, you know, after that, then of course we'll refund you. Right? Yeah. But we know the program works.
1: That scenario doesn't just doesn't really happen.
0: Yeah, i think we've had 3 refunds that we've approved in 5 years. So yeah. very 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 few. And i would say all of, of the thousands. people who yeah, all of the people who refunded it was clear they didn't really ask for help, but they did show proof that they did the work. So we were like, we're not going to argue with you. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a shame you didn't ask, you know, come to office hours or ask for help. But OK.
1: The other thing that uh, you mentioned earlier that I want to really highlight is that putting your rules right up front putting that right up front, you have it on the enrollment page, you have them like click off, a uh, I agree to this. And granted, most of us don't read those details, but you put it out there. And it's not like 40 pages of, you know, of copied for them to read. But just how important it is to be really, really clear up front. And one reason I think you do it, Christy, is because like, you, you want to qualify people who are really Committed and interested in learning how to be a really successful coach. You don't want somebody just bop, you know, kind of popping in and trying it out. Yeah. And, then, and then giving up.
0: This particular refund policy. And so think about this, you guys, as you, you build your contracts. This particular one is is really useful in, in turning away the people who aren't serious. So we probably have, we've probably lot, you know, gotten fewer enrollments, but we have also kept a refund policy like the people asking. I mean, we get very, very few requests in general you know, we've approved even fewer of them because they know that they got to commit and do the work to the best of our ability. Like I expect like my contract with you is you need to read what you're getting into. Like, that's what I expect of people. But (laughs) mine, mine is I need to make sure it's publicly available. Like it needs to be on the enrollment page and not just tight, you know, not just stuck away in the terms and conditions. No, but no, on the enrollment page and, you know, in emails, I don't outline everything, but I say, you know, you do need to do all the work you do need to commit, you know? So I make it clear that it's not just refund for no reason, right?
1: Which can be. That's the kind of decision as a new coach that I found scary to make is those, it happens with pricing, it happens with contracts, it happens sometimes with content. The idea of like, if I do it this way, I may get fewer enrollments right like if I price it this way I might get less people but will I get more qualified people or if i say in the contract this will I scare away some people and the bottom line is when you're really clear about your objectives and you're really clear about your ideal client and who's going to work best with you and really get the most out of it and also be like an active participant then sometimes you have to make those choices and they're kind of (laughs) scary wait, but maybe I can make $2,000 more, (laughs) or maybe I can make $20,000 more. But when you're making contract decisions, meaning, you know, fundamentally, how you can run your business is what shows up in your contract. In a lot of ways, Uh, you have to think about just day to day business and what works best for both the client and yourself.
0: Yes, both of you. And I will also say that I think a lot of this needs to sometimes be lived. Like you can hear, li- hear us talking about it and be like, yeah. that makes sense and still have that FOMO. I know I got a lot more clear in my contracts and terms and conditions over time for the, the FOMO reason, right? Because I wanted people to sign up. But what you quickly learn is that like clients who are who don't understand what they're getting into are not good clients. And yeah. they're such a drain. And it's, you know, it's so much better to have, um, you know, what usually when you raise your prices, you lose some clients, but because your prices are more expensive, you actually don't necessarily lose any money, you might make more, you get better clients, you know, same as true of contracts, when you qualify your clients a little bit more and make your refund policy clear up front, and people know what they're getting into, then they're much more likely to have success, and Mm -hmm. you get better results, you have a better time, they have a better time. And so it's it's like a big wash. You know, you might yeah. lose a couple people, but you will more than make up for it with the people who are in your program. But I know it's Absolutely. hard. It's easier for me to say this. And a lot of coaches, I think, need to just go through like that FOMO and then realize the mistakes and then they understand and then they all of a sudden have really great contracts in place. <laughs> yeah.
1: And look, for not, you know, for $47 or $97 products that are like, um You know, like, for instance, in Barb, you deliver over months, I mean, there's so much content, and everything builds on itself. But for like a $97 or $47 product, that's a one time only that delivers, you know, a few videos and some really great workbooks, that kind of thing. Sometimes, then you're going to be, you know, like, hey, if after 30 days, it doesn't work for you, we'll give you your money back, it may be totally different.
0: Yeah. And I have programs like that where where it's a 30 day and no questions asked. And then I have one or two programs that, you know, at checkout, it says there are no refunds. Yeah. You know, and when you click that box, like we actually put it right by the box. We don't do the link to terms and conditions. We want to be so clear. Like, hey, when you purchase this, you understand there are no refunds for any reason. That doesn't mean, you know, by the way, people will try to refund sometimes with that because sometimes (laughs) it's not because they don't like the product. Sometimes people just realize they need the money. or or they want the money back they like the product it's buyer's remorse not even buyer's remorse but like oh something came up and i'd rather spend the money on this i've (laughs) like i've seen and heard of that many times like not just not in my business but you can you can kind of tell right like someone comes in oh i'm getting married can i get a refund and it's like what
1: now if i get that in my business that's a little different right for date yeah (laughs) for doing dating coaching i have I think twice in in a dozen years, I've had someone sign up for private coaching, and maybe there's like a 30-day lag. And then I get the, oh, my God, I met the man of my dreams. You know, I want to cancel. And my response is, hey, uh, by the way, you need me more than ever. Nice. I like that. And
0: what do they they say to that when when that's your response?
1: I generally, we generally stick to the decision to work together because like in my business, These are women who've not been in a good relationship, unfortunately, you know, like I was not until I was 47. (laughs) And the skills that you need in dating are different than the skills that you need to maintain a really healthy relationship. So it's like, hey, girlfriend, like, yeah, don't don't cancel this. Um, If you want to, you can. Like I said, it's only happened a couple times, but let's just tweak it a little bit and what I'm going to deliver to you and how I'm going to help you and how I'm going to partner with you.
0: That's a good tip, Bobby. And actually, speaking of tips, is it time for our lightning round?
1: I think it's time. Would (laughs) you like to give the first first
0: lightning round tip? I will, but first let me introduce it. Um, All right. So we're about to start the lightning round, which is the sweet part of every interview where we give you concrete tips to help you immediately put into action in your business. And because it's sweet, it's sponsored by chocolate. And today it's Haagen-Dazs ice cream because, oh my gosh, I don't know where it came from, but some showed up in my freezer. And then it showed up in my face. So haagen <laughs> dazs chocolate ice cream. cream. You know, sometimes it's just old school haagen dazs old school creamy, you know, goodness, chocolate, obviously being the flavor because there are no other flavors. And so I'm just going to recommend that. And if you are someone who just wants more tips and helps on coaching, please go to CoachPony.com and sign up for our free guide. And when you do, you will get access to Couch School, which is business training you can do from your couch. It's free email training. So if you go to CoachPony.com and sign up for the free guide. Guide, you'll automatically get enrolled in couch school and you'll get some really in-depth deep dives on the future of life coaching and how to make money as a coach and all sorts of other good stuff. So with that, Bobby, I will do the first tip. Tip number one, be upfront as you can be at all times. So know your contract, know your terms and conditions and try to be as clear as you can be. Bobby, tip number two.
1: Just acknowledge that you can can't predict everything that's going to happen and every request you're going to get so give yourself permission to make a mistake and then go ahead and learn from it update your terms when you need to
0: yes yes you truly no matter how much you think through this you will come up with weird situations and it's okay to learn and update. As you grow your business and change your offers and evolve, you will change your rules and your boundaries will change. And so your contract will change, or your terms and conditions will change. And that's also okay. Things that used to be okay with you a year into your business might not be okay with you five years into your business, and that's fine. That's the conclusion of our lightning round. I hope that No matter what you take away, that it's okay to make mistakes, even in contracts, you will learn from them and you will be okay. You will survive. Bobby, should we go ahead and wrap up in our awesome clothes?
1: Let's do it. Three, two, one.
0: Remember, Remember, you can't (laughs) we can never get this right. Okay. Remember, Remember, you can't be great. (laughs) go ahead Bobby. without making mistakes oh as always i like one. we we walk the talk you guys we walk the talk <laughs> just modeling
1: what we're ta- what we're teaching
0: all right awesome we will see you in the next episode so please subscribe adios thanks so much for listening If you loved this episode, hit subscribe and leave us a review. We appreciate you. And if you know another coach who could really benefit or is struggling, feel free to share the podcast with them. Finally, if you want to avoid more mistakes in your business, then please, for the love of chocolate, join build a real business our comprehensive program to help you find happy paying coaching clients it's the step-by-step training and real live support that you need to build a coaching business that you absolutely love you can find more information over at coachpony.com forward slash barb dash invite that's coachpony.com forward slash barb dash invite I can't wait to help you, and I'll see you next time. Saddle up, let's ride!